Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. 12 shows, 12 themes, four presenters and one topical talk. Is it worth it? The Film Review Podcast presents Topical Talk. Yes, that's right. Hello and welcome to Topical Talk, the show that takes a random topic or genre of a movie and pits them all against each other. Uh, Today's episode is, in fact, Keanu Reeves. Uh, And I'm going to play a little jingle. No way! Yes way. Yes way. Um, Anyway, a bit more serious things here going on. Um, As the most of the uh, world is aware, the coronavirus COVID COVID nineteen has taken a grip on the UK and the rest of the world. So, for the podcast to continue, we are talking uh, well from remote locations. Um, So that means all future episodes will continue, but on a limited basis. And the topical team, talk team, are here on the line uh, via the internet, satellite phones, tin cans, and various other methods um and joining us today we have david floss shivani and alex aka the overlord uh so david how are you i'm good good to be here uh currently in my living room alone but uh obviously with you in spirit and via technology excellent stuff floss how about yourself i'm good i'm in my room in my dressing gown i've got my cat sat on me got a dead leg it's all good (laughs) good stuff and shivani I am very similar to Floss, although I have a dog on my bed, not a cat, because, you know, doggles. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Alex, how are you? I'm good. Tough times, but, you know, sitting in my room, nice and cosy, excited to talk about films with you guys. Excellent stuff. Well, today is Tuesday, the 17th of March, 2020. And uh, if you're listening to this at some point in the future, we're not quite sure where you'll all be at that point in time, but it is incredibly tough time. So what I will say is just keep safe, keep well and uh, keep those hands washed. Um, Anyway, we'll kick off the show with round one. So round one sees the four of us presenting our first Keanu Reeves films. And David, you're going to kick us off with your first choice yes i'm going to kick you off with my first choice and my first choice is speed um if you're looking for the greatest keanu reeves film of all time then look no further it is actually his highest rated film on rotten tomatoes with a fantastic 94 percent from the critics and a very very solid 76 percent from the audience um so you guys are probably wondering what this film is about. Well, um, it sees a, a madman basically go on a bit of a rampage. Um, and initially he tries to um, blow up an elevator, um, which is full of people. Um, and he puts a ransom on their head. But Keanu Reeves and his specialist team manages to spoil this plot. But unfortunately, the bomber gets away and he sets up a new plan, which, the, which is basically to put a bomb on a bus. If the bus goes over 50 miles per hour, the bomb is detonated. Um, sorry, the bomb is activated. And if the bus goes under 50 miles an hour, the bomb then goes off. So you have this amazing film where you have this passenger um, laden bus that has a bomb on it. Once the, f- the bus goes over 50 miles an hour, the bomb is activated. And obviously the driver has to keep the bus over 50 miles an hour to stop this bomb going off. Um, it's a film that I'd seen many, many years ago. It came out in 1994, I believe. 
um, and it's considered a bit of a, a cult classic, really. Um, it's got a fairly short running time of 115 minutes, but it is an action-packed joyride. Um, it stars Keanu Reeves, Dennis Hopper, Sandra Bullock and Jeff Daniels. Um, and what I love about this film is it's just so fast-paced, so action-packed, and as soon as the film starts, you're thrown into that elevator scene, which could be a film in itself, and it's really tense, it's really fast-paced, and then the bomber gets away, and then he's reunited with Keanu Reeves, his character, and he has this pretty sadistic plan, which is obviously to put this bomb on this bus, and you're just looking at that speedometer, and as it ticks over 50, you know that the bomb is is active. You're probably thinking, if you haven't seen the film, why don't the passengers just get off the bus? Well, the reason is is that the the um, the bus is being filmed by multiple news agencies, etc. And obviously, the the terrorist or the um, criminal mastermind has said if anyone gets off the bus, the bomb will also be detonated. So it's up to our protagonist, Keanu Reeves, to get these people off of this bus. And it's just an action-packed. Um, really thrilling film. Um, a, quite a young Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves both give brilliant performances. Jeff Daniels is in there and Dennis Hopper is the bad guy. And overall, if you're looking for a good, fun, classic Keanu Reeves film, I think you should look no further than Speed. Excellent stuff there, David. Um, yeah, Speed was one for me that I I have watched many years ago. I did enjoy it, but I don't think it's my favourite Keanu Reeves films. Of course, I've selected something different, um, but I want to hear what everybody else thinks first and has brought to the table. Floss, you are up next, please. My first film is Toy Story 4. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of this film, but having not actually seen many Keanu Reeves films at all, this was one of the ones I had seen, and I thought his character was one of the best parts of the film. He plays Duke Kaboom, which is like this stereotypical massively like patriotic patriotic canadian motorcycle stunt man who has all the funniest bits of the film are down to him and his weird, his weird backstory and i think he was tragically underused in the film and that's kind of what i have to say on toy story 4 everyone everyone saw it made so much money you don't need me to tell you what it's about <laughs> no, I think you're. I think you're very right there. I did enjoy Duke Kaboom though in uh, in Toy Story Four. Um, Shivani, hello. So um, my first uh, Keanu Reeves film is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, the 1989 classic, um, which was one of his first sort of big breaks, I think, um, where two dumb teenagers managed to get their hands on time travel. And for their history presentation, they collect lots of uh, historical figures to deliver the best, most legendary history presentation of of the whole school. Um, It's a great film. It's uh, super fun. And Keanu Reeves in it is hilarious. And if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It's good fun. Yeah, this is this Bill and Ted is a really, really, really great film. They've made a few of them, haven't they? Um, and I know they are making another one. Yes, so there's two of them. So there's The Excellent Adventure and then Bogus Journey. Bogus Journey is less good, but I am looking forward to uh, their third one, which I don't know if it's been titled yet. Um, 
which is coming out, which means that they're going to be, you know, aged uh, or more aged than they were. Yeah, I have seen a set picture from that. Have you? It does, they do look considerably older, <laughs> um, despite the fact that Keanu Reeves never ages. I do <laughs> actually think he has finally started to age a little bit. I mean, he's if, if, he's, if he's aged, he's just aged in charm, you know. Uh, <laughs> Bill and Ted face the music. Is that what it's 21st, yeah, 21st of August, maybe. Maybe, Maybe. yeah. (laughs) Let's hold our breath. (laughs) Excellent stuff. Um, So do you have anything else to say on that, uh, Shivani? I feel like you were going to say something else then. Um, No, I think think I'm good. I think the film definitely speaks for itself if you have seen it. Uh, Okay, so my final film in round one is from me, and it is the 1999 classic the matrix now if you haven't seen this movie and you want a detailed explanation of what it's about look no further to this uh what if a virtual reality wasn't just for fun but was for being used to imprison you that's a dilemma that faces mild-mannered computer jockey thomas anderson who's played by keanu reeves in the matrix it's the year 1999 and anderson whose hacker alias is called neo works in a cubicle manning a computer and doing a little hacking on the side it's although it's it's though this latter activity that thomas makes the acquaintance of morpheus played by lawrence fishburne who has some interesting news for mr anderson none of what's going on around him is real the year is actually closer to 2199 and it seems that thomas like most people is a victim of the matrix a massive artificial intelligence system that has tapped into people's minds and created the illusion of a real world while using their brains and bodies for energy tossing them away like spent batteries when they're through. Morpheus, however, is convinced Neo is the one who can crack open the Matrix and bring his people to both physical and psychological freedom. The Matrix is the second feature film from the uh, sibling writer and director team, um, which is the Wachowski brothers, um, probably no longer known as that. They are known as the sisters now, aren't they, I guess? They were were Um, brothers, uh, then siblings, then sisters. Wachowski. Wachowski. Wachowski, yeah. I'm so terrible at names. I'm so sorry. Um, But they made a very impressive debut with with that movie. Um, And this was the first time I watched this movie. I was in complete awe of it. It's incredibly challenging to watch because it really makes you question your own beliefs in what is real and what isn't real and I think that was one of the wake-up calls that a lot of people had in 1999 about computers and technology and obviously we had in 2000 the millennium virus or whatever they were, it was going to be called people were so worried about that and all of this sort of stuff sort of plays itself quite well and lends itself quite well to the matrix um how many of you guys actually managed to watch this one yeah, it's a classic. Well, it's a great one. I mm-hmm. saw it a couple of weeks ago again. Oh, it's, it's it's a very, very fun film. David, you watched it for the first time, didn't you? Yes, I watched it for the first time and I was uh, fairly blown away by it. Like you say, um, for a film that was made in, in 1999, um, it still stands up to the test of time now. A really um, incredible piece of filmmaking, a real mind-blowing piece of filmmaking. I think one of the only things that kind of ages it, um, having like rewatched it again, is the music. The music is quite nineties. It's very, it's a bit dated. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely of the period, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Which actually, perhaps, is actually quite good because really and truly, the the music that fits along with 
the inner sort of the world that they are living in is quite dystopian mm. and and not really real I guess it isn't, it isn't real so the music could be any kind of music because nobody in that in that world really knows what the real world is supposed to be like did the computers get it right did they get it wrong we're we're supposed to be on the same path as Neo we're we're learning what he's learning so in terms of the music I think you're right from an audience point of view but I think you're so sucked in with the story that you kind of think, well, this could be the music of the era or it might not be the music of the era. Who knows these days? I mean, they had a, a very early scene where they're in a, a nightclub and it's like like heavy metal music. And to imagine mm. that in this day and age is amazing. Like, that's, I would love to go to a club like that. <laughs> yeah, I think most people would. Um, Floss, you didn't get round to seeing this, did you? Well, no, there's like so many gaps in my film knowledge and The Matrix is one where everyone already kind of knows what The Matrix is and so I've never actually felt motivated to sit down and watch it but what I did watch was an analysis of it with regard to like all the philosophical allusions um, like Plato's Cave, I didn't realise that was such a strong influence on it Um, and that was really interesting. The thing about human nature requires suffering that was interesting. I should find the link and share it on Twitter. It was really cool. Yeah, we can put that in the description as well if people want to have a little little look at that. Um, but I mean, another part of the film that I wanted to query David about actually was the religious connotations in there. The one, Neo being the one, almost the, the second coming almost. How did you feel about that when you were watching that? Does that was that something you sort of connected with or you liked or you didn't like? I'll be 100% honest, it wasn't really something that I I took any sort of religious connotations from. Um, I didn't really think of it in that way. Um, but in in light of what you've just said, I can understand what you're saying. Um, it certainly adds a, a, a new dynamic to the film. Yeah, it's a very, it is a very layered film with a lot that goes on with it. Um, and, you know, it is up there as being one of my favourite sci-fi kind of dystopian films, I think ever really um the subsequent sequels might not stand up to this one um but there is another one in the making and hopefully that will that will change things yeah i heard about that but it, i mean this is it's giving away spoilers i think so maybe i shouldn't say this but i don't really know how they're going to do that considering the ending of the third one well i i was thinking that as well but remember this is the matrix yeah matrix within Anybody the matrix can be brought back oh god maybe that maybe maybe the entire matrix series was set in the matrix so they they're still in the matrix oh, <laughs> that is that is wow right should we move on to round two <laughs> yes let's do it okay david kick us off with your second choice then please So my second choice for a brilliant Keanu Reeves film and one that I would thoroughly recommend watching is John Wick. Um, What is this film about? Well, an ex-hitman comes out of retirement to track down the gangsters that took everything from him with New York City as his bullet-riddled playground. Um, A very, very brief plot synopsis. Um, We've got an ex-hitman who's recently lost his lover and or wife. Um, I'm not quite sure. I believe it was his wife, wasn't it? Yes, Um, and 
So he's lost his wife, and if that isn't bad enough, these Russian gangsters basically decide to pick on the wrong guy, uh, steal his car, and also kill his dog, which is a lovely little puppy. Um, and anyone that touches or harms animals is immediately public enemy number one, and straight away you're rooting for John Wick. Um, in terms of plot, the, the plot is really, really light. It is just as simple as one man goes on a bit of a killing rampage to find vengeance for... I suppose the loss of his wife, the loss of his dog, the stealing of his car. But to me, this film is so much more than that. It's the first in a trilogy of films. And it's a trilogy for a reason, because I think John Wick's a really layered character and a really interesting character. And one that, in again, a fairly short running time in this film, the film is only 96 minutes long. Um, but it's an action-packed roller coaster thrill ride. Um, really quite graphically violent. It's got lots of fantastic um, action set pieces, lots of stunts, um, quite gratuitous violence as well. But it, it really works. It's the kind of film that normally I would say, oh, it's really light on plot. There's no character development. Um, not a lot actually happens, even though a lot actually happens. But this film really, really surprised me. It's something I'd had seen before, but um, uh, I think I actually might have seen it when it first came out in the cinema, but I rewatched it a couple of nights ago, um, and I was just thoroughly impressed. I think Keanu Reeves gives a, a really good Keanu Reeves performance, but like I say, what I like about it is that I think John Wick is a very layered character, and I think that's proven in the fact that there are multiple films in this series. But overall, if you're looking for a solid Keanu Reeves film if you're looking for something that's got lots of violence that's really stylish thrilling um, and a real popcorn uh, consuming movie then I would thoroughly recommend John Wick I mean it gets a very solid 86% from the critics and 81% from the audience uh, that's from 213 critics and, an, and a user rating of 83,067 so it's got a really broad um, number of reviews on here on Rotten Tomatoes and it gets a really good score and rightly so. Um, I was thoroughly impressed with this film and if you haven't seen John Wick, I would recommend seeing it and I would recommend seeing the whole series for that matter. I absolutely loved watching this film. It is, as you say, incredibly gratuitous and, and violent and and um, quite tragic as well and a really human story followed by a not quite so human story because he's just literally becomes a, a superhero in a way a, a superhero without any powers and goes on a complete rampage um i've never seen somebody be affected by the death of a or a murder of a dog so quite severely in all my life um but hey it's <laughs> keanu reeves mm, absolutely uh, anyone else anyone else want to comment on john wick i think, so, I um, think john oh, sorry <laughs> you first you go um, first i think um that the whole series is a, is a good homage to uh, The Matrix because there's a lot of references to it and obviously Lawrence Fishburne is in both of them. Um, and oh, I can't remember, there was a really specific reference. Uh, I can't quite remember, but it, I've always seen the John Wick films as a sort of a nod to The Matrix films. Floss? Okay. Well, I was going to say, I feel like John Wick was the role that sort of, um, like, solidified the Keanu Reeves renaissance. Like, he finally reinvented his image with this role. Um, and now he's, like, a beloved public figure again. But he sort of disappeared for a little while, didn't he? 
He did. There was a, quite a few um, reasons why he disappeared. Um, it was reported in the news at one point that he'd 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 lost a lot of people that he loved over the years. Um, one being his girlfriend that he did subsequently split up with, but she died quite tragically in a in a car accident. Um, losing, I think she was pregnant at the time with his child as well. So really quite tragic. Um, he obviously lost one of his best mates as well um, yeah. over the years who, um, Floss, you're going to tell us about in a minute in oh, yeah. um, your choice of film. Um, so there was, there's a lot of reasons why he kind of disappeared for quite a while. Um, I think coping with the losses of thing of people and friends and family all over the years seem to take take his toll on him but he's he's come back um with making some really great films and he is just solidified as being one of hollywood's great lovely people he's up there with tom hanks for sure and the other thing i was going to say about jodwick is i like how the fight scenes are not overly um they're not overcomplicated by the camera the camera kind of just sits back and and lets the choreography speak for itself or hit mm. and punch for itself. it also feels like a video game though at, at some points where he's like holding the gun and he the way he's sort of reloading and stuff it feels like he's he's a character in a video game because the, just the way he moves and everything i feel like that's intentional yeah yeah obviously yeah okay floss would you like to give us your film now then please so my second film is My Own Private Idaho. It's from 1991 and it's Keanu Reeves and River Phoenix as they're like two male prostitutes. Uh, River Phoenix is the main character. He's also got narcolepsy. So there's various points in the film where he's, you know, he just falls asleep and then it cuts to something else completely. Um, which makes it feel really weird and dreamlike. It's hard to describe what the film's actually about because it's very, it's very woozy. And but basically, um, he's looking for his mother. He's like in love with his best friend, um, who is Keanu Reeves, and his character is actually really wealthy, um, and is just kind of doing the prostitution thing to piss off his dad, whose empire he might inherit at some point. And then there's also this weird thing with <laughs> loads of Shakespeare cut into the middle. It's, it's very hard to describe, but I really like this film. Does anyone else like this film? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Floss, I haven't, I, I, I think for the same reasons, I haven't been able to watch this one. I did want to, but I, I just, that was circumstance. Um, but yeah, no, it does sound intriguing. I, I think I definitely will give it a, a watch. Um, I I absolutely love this movie. I think it was really, really, really well shot. Um, I really loved the narcolepsy, to be honest with you. I thought that was hilarious. Um, but it also has that, again, another human story running all the way through it that, you know, is quite tragic as well. Um, and River Phoenix, and, and obviously this is a Keanu, Keanu Reeves special, but um, River Phoenix is, is an incredibly talented actor. And... Um, the loss of of him in the in the in the industry was quite quite huge to be honest with you he he was fantastic and i think keanu reeves in this movie is is really really wonderful as well and i think he's a really he really sort of proves himself in this film that he can go places this is well i do always think what would river phoenix have done and also what would keanu reeves have been like if he hadn't had that tragedy early on in his career 
in that he like lost his best friend. That probably affected him massively. Mm. Uh, he do- he has spoken out about that many times. So this is what I was alluding to earlier. Um, uh, Keanu was best friends with with River Phoenix, and obviously that loss was hugely impactful on on Keanu Reeves. And I think it it has made him the man he is today. The, you know all the subsequent tragedies to happen to happen to him. And um, you know we are celebrating his movies, but I think we should celebrate the man as well for the things that he's gone through and and done some really honestly amazing things to people that he's worked with you know um taking pay cuts and and allowing the people that are working on the films to earn a bit more money for because he's earning so much money like he's he's a really genuine human being and it's as simple as that what a guy totally agree um, oh, I had a I had a note that I wrote down about how the narcolepsy thing is kind of like used as a bit of a metaphor for how when you're poor, everything's kind of out of your own hands, like you have a lack of control of your own life, and the narcolepsy does the same thing to him. Like he's, it's sort of like um, something out of his control, completely dictates whether or not he's even like conscious. That wasn't explained very well. Sorry. <laughs> well, it's the 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 narcolepsy stuff is uh, at moments of stress, isn't it? So it's anything that's beyond his control seems to trigger it, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, that's what I was actually talking about. Is that because um, Scott Keanu Reeves' character is actually he's he's not a prostitute by necessity; it's by choice. And there is like there's interesting stuff about the wealth divide between the two characters so overall it's a it's a really interesting film especially one to be made in 1991 with with some of the 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 story elements that it's using there would you say so yes i would say so i've just realized it's the second topical talk in a row that i've had a a river phoenix film from 1991 sorry that wasn't intentional (laughs) (laughs) shivani your final film please um, so I have picked um, 1992 Bram Stoker's Dracula, directed by uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Um, and I have to say, no way! <laughs> yes way! That's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to say, I watched, I rewatched it, and I was like, my, my initial uh, reaction to it hasn't changed. And that it's one of the most derpiest films I've ever seen. It's it's what's that it's word? Derpy. What's that mean? Like a derp. Like a bit dumb. <laughs> like just a bit, just oh, just a bit, a bit like silly, me, you know. Just a bit, a bit like you, know, Craig. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the word derpy. Um. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's incredible how ridiculous it is it looks like it like when you watch it it looks like it should have been made in the early 60s but it was 1992 um and considering uh, that lots of films that are less so came out way before that it's just it's an incredible film i'm not trying to put it down it's got 7.4 on imdb it's a great film um but it's 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 comedic for without trying to be i suppose um and obviously gary oldman is is fantastic as dracula um 
Keanu Reeves doing a in British accent as well as Ronona Ryder, um, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm quite surprised it's picked up three Oscars. I know. Yeah, it's another Shakespeare in Love conundrum. So the fact that it looks um, old, that was all intentional, wasn't it? Didn't he really? He really wanted to use like traditional filming methods and like it's not... shoot it the really old school way. Yeah, but it's not just that. It's the it's the way it's written as well, and um, just the transitions. And there's a lot of like overlapping images, and it's just very, it's very interesting to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone else anyone else seen it? I had I had to watch this on my back in my degree, and so I didn't watch it under like the most willing circumstances. But I, it wasn't boring. No, no, it's not boring at all. It's very interested in sex. It's quite, it, it, it's very um, open about all of that. But I suppose that's similar to the book. I suppose, yeah, it's 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 quite a sensual, sensually orientated film. I mean, the the original book is weird. So. It's very strange. Yeah, no, I I, I read it, was... it years ago, and it's. It's very difficult to to get through. <laughs> I I didn't manage to to actually get round to seeing this one again. I had seen it many 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 years ago, um, but unfortunately I, I haven't rewatched it. Um, but I do remember it being uh, pretty fun to watch, to be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I like the fact that it, the way it was shot was pretty intentional. It's not my favourite Keanu Reeves film. I'll give you that. Um, but, no, it but is it is a pretty good one. First choices were commandeered so (laughs) yeah thanks guys that's all right um anyone else got anything to say about dracula no i just wanted to say obviously it's directed by francis ford uh, coppola who brought us the uh, the godfather films and it's just uh, a fantastic piece of direction uh, i did manage to catch this film it's currently on sky on demand and i've got sky movies so i watched it the other day and it's you're just transported into this bizarre universe um it's got brilliant performances um i've really I've got to be honest, I hadn't seen many Keanu Reeves films before um, Keanu Reeves was selected for this episode of Topical Talk. And I really like Keanu Reeves. There's just something about him. Uh, Anthony Hopkins and Gary Oldman are obviously in it as well. Um, Both of them give um, superb performances. And it's just a really interesting film that feels much older than it actually is. Um, but like we said, I think that's d- intentional from from the director. And obviously, anyone who's directed The Godfather, you have to take any of their work seriously. And this is a piece of work that is well worth watching, in my opinion. I don't think he directed The Godfather. I think he um, he produced them, didn't he? Uh, Let's Google. You're going to put me on the spot. <laughs> Hold on, I'm on the IMDb. Um, Sorry work. about the loud typing. <laughs> Director. We're getting slightly off track. Francis oh, Ford Coppola. <laughs> yeah, it looks like he did direct it. Oh, he did direct them. Okay, sorry. Yes, thank you, Overlord. I, I was trying to be. I was being shot down there when my statistics, my facts were in fact correct. I feel. I feel like I, I'm. I'm <laughs> not gonna say moving be... up to you know the topical talk tradition, which has very been very short of just sort of disagreeing with you, David. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was going to say, if I'm wrong there, I apologise, but I'm almost 
well, I've been proven right, so we can... Yeah, I I do (laughs) apologise about that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well then, moving on then, uh, to the final film suggestion. Oh, go on, Phil, sorry. Well, I just think, if if you're going to watch any version of Dracula, this one's cool because it's a really different Dracula. Like, he's got a different vibe. He's not, like, really pale with the traditional, like... Like the little pointy widow's peak thing. This is like, like fashion Dracula. Yeah, I mean, um, he goes from um, being this sort of decrepit, old, ghostly thing, like creature, to like long, wavy hair with those like tiny, round uh, sunglasses. The little glasses. <laughs> the little and the glasses. top hat. <laughs> and the top hat. He looks very steampunk. But which makes yeah. sense, it's in Victorian era, but he's like a steampunk Dracula. <laughs> okay, so moving on to the final film, um, uh, it's going to be mine. It's uh, A Scanner Darkly. Uh, before I sort of talk about it, how many of you have seen it? I did watch I it. watched it last night. After yes. Okay, um, so... I'm I've seen bits of it. <laughs> Okay, cool. So A Scanner Darkly is set in a future world where America has lost the war on drugs. An undercover cop named Fred is one of many agents who are hooked on the popular drug substance D, uh, which causes its user to develop split personalities. Now, Fred, for instance, is also Bob, a notorious drug dealer. Uh, Along with his superior officers, Fred sets up an elaborate scheme to catch Bob and tear down his operation. Um, This is uh, based on the uh, well-known novel by Philip K. Dick, um, and it's... uh, directed by Richard Linklater, who you'd actually um, might remember from previous uh, Topical Talk, where I chose Before Sunrise. He directed that and wrote that, along with uh, Boyhood um, and a number of other films as well that I really, really like. Um, So off to a good start there from from my point of view. Um, A great director. But this film is incredibly stylistic. Um, it uses um, a very strange and unique style to sort of almost play on the the drug sort of side of 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 what's going on, um, and it sort of rotoscopes the film. So I, what I believe they did is shot the film and then drew what was happening over the film almost in in a in a non-technical kind of way of explaining it there um it's a traditional used tech piece of technology um disney would use this quite often to rotoscope um people uh for instance in like in mary poppins where there's cartoon characters interacting with uh with real people that was one of the ways that they they did it but this entire film is more or less rotoscoped so everything within the film is has been drawn which is a really interesting way of of creating the movie um for me i think the the the, the way that it looks really complements the story um i have i feel like some people pro- probably agree, disagree with that um but I'll let you guys talk about that in a moment. Um, but it, it has, obviously, Keanu Reeves, who plays Bob. Uh, you've got Robert Downey Jr. in there, R- Woody Harrelson. Uh, we know... Oh, I can't pronounce names. We know the uh, Ryder. Oh, God. Uh, someone else <laughs> said it for Ryder. There we go. We know the Ryder. She's cropped <laughs> up a lot. Yeah. I mean, Keanu Reeves um, has seems to work with a lot of similar actors and actresses over the years. Um, Sandra Bullock being one of those as well. Um, Speed, she, he was in Speed with her, wasn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, he yep. was. Yeah. Um, the late films with Winona well. Ryder. 
Yeah, so he does like to continue working with with people that he likes to be around, which is generally quite a, a good thing. And obviously, they want to work with him. So, um, so with that in mind, then I I'm, I'm probably don't need to talk too much about it. Um, what did you guys think of it? I I just love any director. Sorry, sorry, God bless. Um, no, just any director that sees the source material and wants to adapt it, but is willing to take such a stylistic risk in the way they're going to move it onto the screen. I feel like that's a really cool thing because I'm sure there would have been people on the production side of things being like, this is too much of a risk. Um, Mm. Because it's so... I mean, even though it has like roots in the, the industry going back years, you don't get many like genre films that are then animated. <laughs> no, you really don't. Um, but it's a really complementing way of doing it and it's just riveting in, in, in the way that it visually mind bends the way that everything happens. And it, yeah, it's it's a real journey that you go on. David, what did you think? Um, yeah, so I, 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 the first thing I'll say is it gets a very respectable 68% from the critics on Rotten Tomatoes and 74% from the audience. I've got to say, my brain was absolutely boiled and served on a bed of spinach um, <laughs> after, uh, after watching this because I watched The Matrix and then not long after that I actually watched this. And this was just like some sort of mind F. I'm not going to swear. I'm not going to do a Shivani. Oh, but this was a real <laughs> mind F. <laughs> this was a real mind F. And it just takes you on this really radical and weird journey. I've got to say, I thought Keanu Reeves, his, his voice works really well. Woody Harrelson was great. Winona Ryder, Rory Cochrane in there as well. But for me, the real show stealer... The Robert Downey Jr., doesn't he give a great performance in this? And the way that he bounces through that movie, I just think it really carries it. Like Floss said, it's it has the potential to be just a, a horrible watch. And in some ways, it's not the easiest of watches, but I just respect the director for going for such a, a strange, abstract piece of cinema. Uh, and it's one that I wouldn't necessarily say that I... I enjoyed, but I 100% respected it. I enjoyed elements of it, but I really respected what the um, what the director was trying to do. And like I say, Keanu Reeves is brilliant in it. I know it's a Keanu Reeves special, but I've got to give a shout out to Robert Downey Jr. because uh, he was just there was something absorbing about his character and yeah on the back of the matrix honestly after watching the matrix and then a scanner darkly if you do really want to go on a mind trip then watch these two films and may- maybe throw a bit of bill and ted in there as well yeah that has that that encompasses everything then doesn't it it's uh, robert downey jr pre-iron man so when he was a bit less um just robert downey jr playing himself constantly mm. in everything I don't know. Or yeah. he was like yeah. less um less of a star than he is now. It was when he was still on the way back up. Well, lots of actors who shine best when they weren't well known and then they get well known. It's like ah that's sorry. That's <laughs> 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 excellent, excellent stuff. Has everybody said what they want to say then about a scanner darkly? I'll take that yes. as a firm yes. yes. I I think that's a yes. Okay, so let's move on to the next part of the film, of the film, of the show. So it's time for the Overlord to join the discussion. Hello. Hello, Overlord. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you, Craig? 
Yeah, very well, thank you. Very well indeed. Now, you've been listening over the last, I don't know, 20 minutes, maybe 30, uh, at all of our choices. 44. Um, how have you... 44 minutes. Thank you, Shivani. Um, for being so Cheers, Shivani. <laughs> what, what do you feel about our choices so far? Um, I think you guys have made some excellent choices. If I was to pick just a few, I would pick probably The Matrix, uh, My Own Private Idaho, and A Scanner Darkly. I think they're all absolutely okay, so fantastic. You, you've narrowed it down to those three. Would you want to delve a little bit more into those three of them? Yeah, absolutely. I grew up on The Matrix. Uh, I think it's probably, if I think about it, the first film that I fell in love with. Um, I just thought it was beautiful. I'd never seen a film explore a concept so well, such an abstract concept. Um, It's endlessly quotable. It did so well in the box office at the time. I feel like it maybe uh, sort of built its own culture. Uh, I'm a big fan of the band Rage Against the Machine as well. And the first yeah. time I heard them was during the credit, yeah. se- credit sequence. Um, and Lawrence Fishburne is incredible in it. As I said, it's endlessly quotable. You can go online and you can find, you know, tens of clips from the film, which are just iconic. Uh, I think it's just such a fantastic film. I would rate that very highly. Uh, My Own Private Idaho. I only watched that for the first time the other day. I thought it was absolutely fantastic again. It made me incredibly uncomfortable in the best possible way. Um, it's nice to see Keanu Keanu Reeves in roles like this and I feel like his personality in the film it was his acting was such a blend between let's say Bill and Ted and the Matrix and alongside River Phoenix they were just such a good duo in the film Um, I also love the poetry in my private Idaho I thought that was really really nice to see such interesting dialogue Um, and a scanner darkly I only watched for the first time fairly recently as well and I thought that was absolutely incredible Again, it's just so nice to see a director choose to do something different with the source material. I think Floss said that very well. It's a really interesting film. Amazing cast. Absolutely stellar cast as well. Um, If I was to just choose one of these as my personal favourite, I would love to be able to go against the grain. But I think (laughs) The Matrix is quite, quite unbeatable, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's Does that mean you're choosing the Matrix? I would choose the Matrix. I'd love to be able to pick something else and not be predictable, but I don't think the Matrix is beatable. I think it's just Can Keanu I... Reeves' most iconic film. Can I just say, yeah. for the record, the Matrix was my first choice, and then uh, it got commandeered. <laughs> I didn't realise you'd had selected it. I'm so sorry, um, Shivani. You that's can okay, have that Craig. One. It's all right. You know what? No, I will. I will wait for the day where I actually win of my own volition. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, let's go to a little Patreon ad, and then we'll come back and round off the show. We interrupt this broadcast of Is It Worth It? The Film Review Podcast for an important announcement. If you're enjoying the podcast, we would like to remind you that you can now become a Patreon supporter for as little as $3 a month. This helps the podcast to continue to grow as well as offering the potential for bonus content and Is It Worth It? merchandise. Your support helps the podcast stay alive. So why not become a Patreon supporter today? Head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash Is It Worth It? Podcast.
Thank you for listening to Topical Talk. We hope we've managed to pull off this episode um, and that you enjoyed listening. Yes, that's right, Shivani. It has been difficult with this remote episode, but we do hope the listeners appreciate what we've done. Um, if you'd like to get in contact with us, there's many ways you can get in contact, one of which is via email. And the email address is mymailisworthit at isitworthitpodcast.com. That email address, again, is mymailisworthit at isitworthitpodcast.com. A great way of supporting us is through Patreon. For a couple of dollars a month, you'll be helping the podcast to grow and for us to make great content for your listening ears. We'll eventually have some great things to give back to you. And how about leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts? Five stars and a comment helps us to be more visible on the internet. So thank you very much for everyone joining us uh, and listening and uh, you guys uh, who are working here remotely Floss, Alex, David, Shivani thank you for you know spending your time and your evening uh, rem- sitting in your relevant bedrooms elsewhere um, and joining us coming together to make this um, content for everybody um, and I hope everybody who is listening is keeping safe keeping well and you're, you're keeping on top on those hand washes as well um, it is a difficult time for everybody um, but if we can all be there in support of each other um, and we can keep on making content like this um, I'm hoping that it will help everybody get through this t- difficult time uh, so from me goodbye goodbye from me <laughs> goodbye from me and goodbye from me Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. Good goodbye.